2: Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm. Where we do daily wrestling oh. podcasts, where we not only review AEW Collision but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Two Point Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a money quiz, of course. On culture. as I said though, joined by Michael Sidrix Look, head to AEW Collision tonight. Cudjoe, so, how are you feeling about the
3: show? Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely brutally hungover, very unprofessional to uh very to husky, get, I like that. To get mortal drunk on a Thursday afternoon. Uh yeah, I apologize in advance for the quality of this podcast. I don't expect it to be very animated. It might not reflect my uh creeping enthusiasm for yeah. um the AEW weekend ahead. I uh I'm going to give up binge drinking. <laughs> uh, we should do it like the Spanish do it. Yeah. We should go from bar to bar and eat a small plate at the same time. I like that. Because drinking and eating at the same time is the best way. Do you want a holiday, uh, Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. like that. You should be eating and not just drink, drink, pint, pint, cocktail, shot. I didn't want any shots in the thought, of it's making it sick right now. <laughs> and um, that buzz of... Right, let's have another one. Let's have another one. Uh, the banter's flying. Lead. Yeah. And that buzz of oh, I'm gonna get mortal here. And this is class. Ju- it's just the, the feeling of the day after, physically, mentally, like knowing at the time, yeah, am I talking a lot of bollocks here? <laughs> then the day after, yeah, I was talking a lot of bollocks there. <laughs> uh, it's just not worth it. I'm going to there will be other days with my friends. Hopefully you on day soon will born Yeah, where The idea is to drink for a long amount of time. On those days, I will be having two, a maximum of three drinks, and then I'll be on the soft drinks after that. Smart. I feel awful (laughs) in every way. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Collision is on
2: tonight, of course, because full gear is this weekend. So before we talk about tonight's show, let's do this in a weird order because me and Andy did the predictions. You go and check that out uh, right now, either on YouTube or uh, as available as a podcast right now, in fact. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the show. Before we talk about the matches, though, who do you reckon the mystery signing is going to be at full gear?
3: Uh, Apparently Fightful Select, Mm -hmm. very reputable, have um, reported that it isn't Mercedes Money. No. Which is a huge shame. I'd love to see her back in action. I'd love to see her in an AEW ring. I would love to see her one day wrestle Jamie Hayter. It seems more likely than not, given she was shown on... Camera at All In, of course, but apparently not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Osprey is a funny one because his deal expires, I believe, in February with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I don't know if they would announce it early, if it would make everything he does in New Japan a formality from here on out. But then again, he did himself say, I'm leaving. Yeah. Show to Umino, it's time for you and the rest of the 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 new lads to um, carry
2: the load. And it's given their relationship with New Japan, it's not as out there as, say, Ospreay announcing he signed for WWE, for example, yeah, yeah. this week or something. Um, yeah,
3: I guess it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, of the recently released horde of WWE guys, are still in 90 days? Yes, we talked about in the news this morning. Nick Nemeth,
2: the former Dolph Ziggler, um, and I assume this applies to, to many of the other names. Uh, yeah, he... Can't sign for anyone until sort of mid-December time. So, yeah, I think that kind of rules him out.
3: So, if you had to guess... If I had to put money on it, I'll throw, throw out a few more names, and I'll tell you who, if I was putting money on it, it would be. And there's just so few left. There's just so few, like, proper free agents left. Um, I guess... Like, really, Roddy, Rod, Roddy Strong was the rule-proven exception, because no one knew he'd been released. Yes. I can't imagine there's anyone under the radar like that either then again that would make them under the radar um chris hero does work backstage ah. for aw he's recently making his pro wrestling return um against timothy thatcher um so potentially him tony khan did say he's chipping away chipping away trying to get him to actually get in the ring so maybe he's chipped away successfully who knows um, the Goldberg rumors never really <laughs> went away from like 2019 they crop up every now and then and like what's Tony going to say when people ask about him he's always going to say "What words would Tony Khan use to describe a wrestler mm. A word great yes correct great he's great for us great wrestler Um, not a bad shout a lot of people would hate it Loads of people would love it. He was a really strong draw, but then again, AW would still get a 0.29 in the demo if he signed or didn't. <laughs> um, but you know Goldberg, and uh, you know I know I've been bemoaning the babyface supergroup trios, mm-hmm. but Goldberg on a trio, doing a spear, doing the entrance, doing the jackhammer, in and around like five other people doing movement for him. Mm-hmm. That would be tits. Reunion of Goldberg and Sting.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, There's other people. Andy did a really good list, I will say this, uh, that's available as a podcast right now or available on our YouTube channel, uh, the main one, um, about potentials. And he talks about uh, Monet and uh, Nemeth on there and sort of rules them out at the same time for the exact reasons I've just mentioned. Um, he also pointed out something that I didn't even think of, that it could be one of those in the realm of a, a Kota rabushi that I just automatically assume are already all elites but haven't officially signed, like Vikingo, for
3: example. Uh, yeah, potentially. Um, that's an option. I think, does he care about inviting backlash and memes and laughter for basically signing air uh, quotes, that I cannot be bothered to do. I, I'm so hungover. <laughs> Someone who's, in effect, you might, if you weren't that as in the weeds as we are, uh-huh. you might just think, oh, he's signed already, but he just doesn't wrestle every week. That describes a lot of NBA yeah. wrestlers. So, I, I think you'd get... Um, Pelt us for that, but he doesn't seem to mind. No one's buying full gear for this announcement, though. I no, they're think. not. No, they're not. It's bad faith takes if it is. But yeah. You know. I'm going to put it as Chris Hero. Okay. Bearing in mind, it won't be someone with the same star power as Adam Copeland, in the arena anyway, not on TV, um, in terms of star power. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be anyone on the level of Adam Copeland for two reasons. One, I don't think there is anyone in the free market. Uh, on the free agent market, that is the level of star that Adam Copeland is. And he went so big, like stupidly big with the hype for Copeland, like a new era is underway at AEW. And he hasn't really gone that far. Which would indicate to me that it is a... What was the exact description? I'm I'm sorry.
2: That's to dig that out, yeah, actually, because it was a very specific wording that you could take one way, particularly if you're a bad faith person, you will take it that way of, well, he's really hyped this up. But in reality, uh, what did he say exactly? Here we go. There's the He described it as one of the world's best wrestlers who's known and respected by virtually every
3: AEW fan. That, to me, respect, world's best wrestler would indicate it's not a superstar. The idea that, again, he hasn't gone full hyperbole. I mean, that's pretty hyperbolic, depending on who it is. (laughs) But he hasn't said, you know, the industry is going to change forever. Mm. Signed a a guy who used to be really great. Um, I would say Chris Hero, and I would put £10 on it. Okay.
2: Any... Uh, confidence in the Ronda rumor, especially after what happened with, by the way,
3: Billy Starks just yesterday.
0: Oh my God.
3: Um, I would be up for it. Yeah. I always say, because I don't want Chris Hero in AEW. I don't want anyone else in AEW. I'm literally debating internally whether or not they should sign Will Ospreay because it's just...
1: You're joking. Not another one?
3: (laughs) There are so many wrestlers who don't get enough ring time as it is. With any kind of regularity or meaning, you're just setting someone up to do another six week tour of absence, and then get a match. If you get, oh my god, what? Ah, uh, false alarm. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Yeah, yeah, we'll be out in a bit.
2: Can you just sh- shut that door, and um, I'll make sure to people to check out the What Culture Gaming Podcast wherever they get their podcast from.
3: Bye, Bye Scott. Scott. Um, I. Would love to see Ronda as much as again. I whenever I see like a new male wrestler signed.
1: You're joking!
3: <laughs> not another one. The women's division needs names, mm-hmm. talent. The idea if you get someone like Ronda, whose star power was annihilated during <laughs> her second yeah. run, notwithstanding, then
2: not if you're Ryan big pop from him when <laughs> she returned.
3: Um, you know she can come close to rediscovering what she had in terms of fame and name value or ever. I think I've gone at this point. Like the first run, she was unbelievable. Like I honestly thought she was the best prodigy since Kurt Angle. Yeah. Not, like she was never as good as like Angle and Junaki Yama at their ages who were just like, I think they're the two absolute best, the best to get, Good, early. Um, I cannot talk. <laughs> but the women's division needs more star power. Yeah. It needs bigger names. And the idea is if you get a Rousey and don't immediately put her on the title scene, surely with someone who has theoretical name value and a brilliant wrestler on her day, you can even say, right, okay, we need the title program on television, but we've got Ronda. We can do two women's matches, potentially. What? Um, I think that's pie in the sky. All right, Chris Hero for me. Fair enough. Um, let's do a quick speed
2: round of your predictions for Full Gear. What's well, right then. Um, pre-show, buy-in, whatever they call it, Zero Hour, whatever they call it nowadays. Uh, the guns
3: challenging MJF,
2: potentially on his own, potentially with a mystery partner for the ROH Tag Team titles. Does he have a partner for you and does he
3: retain? They've all but told you that it's going to be Joe and you don't, Joe to lose respectfully against the Guns. No. Especially when you are priming him for um, an AEW world title shot. So that's the direction they appear to be going in. Maybe it'll be like a mid-match. I'm coming, I'm coming to help you. Like he
2: calls his name.
3: Like Joe. When Say his name him. and he appears. Yeah, a yeah. different
2: Joe, but yes. yes. Um, I'd take Joe Hendry in AEW. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, he might be Especially one Especially
3: my- because Tony Khan's not a cheap bastard. He actually uses his insane well for good and we will get licensed themes. Hendry can do that. Yeah. He can sing his own originals as well.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree, obviously. Uh, maybe it's something they announces on either Collision or Rampage tonight. a uh, counteract to SmackDown in the ratings. I think it's going to be very one-sided. Oh, it's one. an absolute bloodbath. But anyway, uh, let's get on to the main card. I'll just run through it in the order that Wiki's got it because they've got mgfjy White in the main event, which... It's probably what's going to happen. Ikara Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World title.
3: I feel like Tony Storm is going to win it. They will not be able to resist the urge to put the title on the person that they are really building around. It'll further limit the scope of the AEW Women's Division, but that's what they're all about, baby, in terms (laughs) of the quality of the match. um, Tony's really over. She's connected with the crowd, so I I think it would still get a nice... Reaction and a bit of volume, even if it follows like the elite doing yes. a great match. Um, so no, I've got high hopes for this. Um, they've worked very well in the past. And um, the ceiling for this is one of the best women's matches in AEW pay per view history. And I hope they get time. I'd like this to open the show for bloody once, yeah, open. A pay-per-view with a women's match, give them every chance they have to get a really cool, very loud, very memorable match out of it when you've got that first sort of like you know when you're just really giddy to get at a wrestling yes. show you're full of energy before you get tired throughout the night. It's long, long overdue. It isn't happening, but it is long overdue. Uh six man, sting Darby Allen and Adam
2: Copeland with Ric Flair. <laughs> Uh, versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick
3: Wayne. I would like... Um, how... Uh, I think the nice thing to do would be for... Sting, Derby, and Copeland to win. It's Copeland's first major yeah. AEW match. It doesn't feel like it's worth beating him yet when he's already threatening to become just a guy on that roster. Yeah. It's how many people... In their sort of dream blocks, tweets for the Continental Classic had Copeland in there as like one of the top names, or even at all. Like that shows how much he's just joined the company and been in the company. He hasn't mo- hasn't made any difference. He's not been like, great outside of some good um, promos. So you uh, need to win here. And he said, maybe foreshadowed in fact that one day Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne will turn on Christian Cage. And um, they could do their baby face tag run, um, or maybe Copeland loses and decides to join Christian. <laughs> um, if I was putting money on it; it's staying. It's Copeland. They it can pin Nick Wayne all day long. Exactly, and it gets us
2: one step closer to uh, Copeland versus Christian as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley, international championship on the line. Me and uh, Andy disagreed on this one on the predictions. All
3: right, okay. Um, ideally right for me it would be nobody <laughs> because i want a different international champion i think jay white should at some point be the international champion i don't think he's a top guy i do think he's an excellent in ring worker i feel like that is the best use <laughs> of him look they've built a really good spot in this match oh. where at some point i think they'll do the orange punch doesn't hit first mm-hmm. um then he will do it like loads of times then a, eventually moxley will get rocked so they've built a really good near fall stemming from dynamite but the my level of interest in this match just isn't where it was which is the opposite of what what you want to be doing as a promoter when it's a sequel Um, it just feels like an obligation to reset the pieces Um, it it really felt like there was a a buzz around the first match because uh, especially on the day because it was like punk's gone this is a really nice main event. It proves that is a meritocracy. It feels like if you've invested in this company throughout the good times and the bad since day one, Moxley OC is a very AEW-feeling yeah. match. And it delivered. It was amazing. Um, this one, just the buzz isn't there. And Cassidy... Oh, I think Cassidy deserves a win over someone like Moxley. Moxley can lose this and then turn babyface again. Please, because um, yeah, he's kind of we don't really know, well, with all of BCC oh God, we don't crap. know what they it's are absolutely crap but with Mox he can lose as a heel in fact I want him to lose as a heel with the idea being that oh we can rehab him up as a baby face next year and in the meantime he can use the star power to take losses that would eventually force the character to rethink things and then turn face and start winning again Um, then Cassidy sort of has his Big, major, symbolic. I'm a big, massive main event talent guy in AEW. That big, symbolic win happens. Then I don't need to see loads more Orange Cassidy singles matches as great as he is um, this year after so many. Um, So I would have him lose to Jay White rather quickly. Mm. I've gone
2: the same way as you with a very different uh, uh, way of getting there. I won't go through all my predictions. Like I said, check out the one with me and Andy. I've gone Orange Cassidy wins... Cheating and turning heel in the process because I think it'd be a great refresh for the Orange Cassidy character. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, I think it's going to happen. I'm not putting any money on it, for example, but I like the idea of like, oh, well, the Orange Punch didn't work. Well, the lazy kick to the cock certainly works. Don't uh, I don't know. And if you like I like, to-
0: don't like it. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
2: It. If you like uh, Outlandish Predictions, you're going to love what I've got for the next match. It's oh. the uh, Texas Death Match: Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I think I mentioned this before. I was so confident a couple of days ago going into this match that obviously Swerve wins and advances to being a world title challenger. But now Hangman Page is back. He's attacking Swerve at shows as well. Uh, that was you, awesome, that incidentally. Was, go and check that out. On, well, it's all over social media. Um and he's cutting incredible promos again. Good good to have him back.
3: Yeah, it's awesome to have him back. But again, as is the case with all of the elite and indeed all of all elite wrestling, it's going to take months of this quality of mm-hmm. work from the wrestlers and the promotion for me to finally feel reassured that it is back. I'm for ready me to, to be hurt again. Yeah, for me to like start really anticipating <laughs> these shows, emotionally investing in these shows. Um but this is a very encouraging start or reset, if you like. Um, wrestling storytelling dictates that the babyface wins its one. He hasn't promised, but he's had a promo cut on his baby and it really sort of, it was meant to be eerie. It was quite lame. Um, house invasion angle, home invasion angle, and he's threatened to kick his ass in Hangman Page's specialty match. Um, I feel like Hangman Page should win um, because it's just what a loser he would be if you can't stand up for the honor of his infant child. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. would just reflect. Yeah. I think a loss here would reflect so much worse on Hangman than Swerve. It might feel like Swerve, a loss here would cause people to sell their stock in him, but you can reheat him in that Continental Classic. Ooh, that's, that's a, good, a point. good thing about a round robin is that even if he only makes the block final or whatever, he could beat four really big names.
2: See, I've I've sort of gone that way in my head, but with a different outcome again. I've gone swerve winning, but because Hangman Page lets the emotions get the yeah. better of him. He, he's got the match won, but he has to do that little bit on top because this guy did this to his son. Yeah. That costs him or um, his son costs him. Uh, I've got uh, Hangman Page's child coming out in Swerve gear and costing Hangman Page the match. <laughs> Swerve to win Texas' death. And, but then Hangman yeah, Page, yeah, yeah. whatever the result is, if Swerve wins, yeah, Hangman Page is rehabilitated in the Continental Classic. So, yeah, s- yeah. same but different.
3: It turns, you know when the, the cliche when like there's a team that will just run away leaders in the league and they say oh, they've already got their name half engraved on the trophy. Mm. Despite
2: some sort of financial irregularity that other teams might get punished
3: for. Yes, indeed. Uh, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, I feel sick. <laughs> this match I how Everton fans feel. Shut <laughs> you're making this worse, man. Sorry. This is already almost guaranteed to be match of the night. Yeah. Their chemistry. A their chemistry is amazing. B we know that they can work magic together. C Um they've really rescued the build and it's a really strong story all over again. D, it's the best match in AW Law. Yeah. Other than Anarchy in the Arena, Texas Death is the one they get right every single time. There are a few guarantees in pro wrestling, but AEW doing a Texas Death match is one of them. Uh, another challenger for Match of the Night,
2: though, uh, is the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Uh, Young Bucks lose. They uh, have to give their uh, title shot to the Golden Jets. Golden Jets lose. They have to
3: disband. My prediction is that Chris Jericho will be unbearable in the aftermath of this because it will be absolutely incredible. Um, (laughs) uh, Kenny Omega plus anyone versus the Young Bucks is best tag team match of all time conversation tier. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, I love the idea of them going back to it, even with Jericho, or maybe especially with Jericho. I have beaten this drum time and time again. The mega fans will forgive me for, I will say it again, Chris Jericho, is one of the most underrated tag team workers ever, and he only doesn't get the praise for his brilliant mind-arranging finishes um, and false finishes and sequences. He's just amazing at p- plotting out a tag match. He's also wrestling three of the best in the world who yeah. are amazing at plotting out tag team matches. Um, so my prediction is Chris Jericho will be very, very smug in the aftermath. Um... In terms of who wins, blah. It's Jericho Omega deal. I don't know how far it can go because ultimately they, are, they teamed together for one reason. They had a common enemy. And from the events of the Like a Dragon street fight, um, that enemy has now been vanquished. Mm-hmm. And they've said, oh, that's it. It's over and done with. So the idea is that Jericho and Omega don't really have anything to do together in the aftermath. Truth be told, I've half, half enjoyed it. Mm. It's not been that great. I don't think I have this amazing chemistry on screen together. Um, I think because they were counting on this being, oh my God, this classic AEW rivalry. It went one pay-per-view match and it was nowhere near as good as the Wrestle Kingdom one. This classic AEW rivalry <laughs> didn't get really... Yeah, you know, the stadium stampede was good. But like Jericho and Omega weren't even like working that many sequences together no. in that match. So it never felt like this huge AEW thing and Oh, my God, the world's turned upside down because now they're teaming together. I think the fatigue surrounding AEW is put paid to the partnership. It, it should feel more surreal than it does. One of the reasons why it doesn't feel as surreal as it does or should is because we have seen one million. That baby face is teaming.
1: With, that baby face! <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> not another one?
3: All that said, if Kenny is forced to not tag with Jericho anymore, and it's served its purpose, mm the idea is that they can justify yet more intra-elite storytelling. Um, you can prolong the saga by having sort of Kenny go, right, okay, well, guess we're going to do elite things again, but resentful of it. Mm. And I just feel like that stipulation is very telling of where the direction is. So I think the young
2: bucks go over here. You don't just turn them heel to have them lose this for me either. Um, you've banged the drum a lot. I thought you were going to say as well about how many great tag teams... Chris Jericho has been in
3: AEW, the Sex God, the Sex God, Jake Hager, Jake Hager was actual value when he teamed with um Jericho. It's Jericho's can, I mean, look how he elevated there. Mm. A short-lived uh, team with Eddie Guerrero and WCW that a lot of people like still like rave about and think about mm. fondly. Yeah, I think Young Bucks
2: win uh in the interim, not necessarily later on in this card. Uh, FTR take the titles off Big Bill and uh, Ricky Starks. And then you obviously have heel Young Bucks versus FTR down the road. So that's what I want to see. So I'm going to suggest that. That frees up Kenny Omega to do Continental Classic stuff. Oh, Maybe yeah. even with Hangman Page in the other block matching him in my booking. Uh, and uh, Chris Jericho can go away for a bit. Yes. You can just do that, Chris. Uh, and I'm going to say in advance of this match, I think it's going to be awful. Because uh, reverse psychology, whenever we say that, if we say something's going to be great. It's like, oh, that's Love up to it when it comes to Chris Jericho stuff, but if you say it's going to be bad, suddenly he blows it. Ah, so I think it's going to be an awful match, worst match of the night, more like. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the four way for the tag titles because I think you and I are going to be in agreement on this. It's Ricky Starks and Big <laughs> Bill, the champs, defending against LFI, FTR, and Kings of the Black Throne.
3: Uh, Justice will gets pinned Bye. Starks. Agreed. Uh, now this match should be like exceptional. Like, should be absolutely exceptional. Uh, Malachi Black, miss watching him wrestle. Certainly don't like hearing him talk, but I miss watching him wrestle. Um, and there's just loads of talent, loads of different talent in this match. Like, I kind of, it's weird that it exists. But it exists nonetheless, and the booking's pretty poor, but it's going to be one of those that's just going to blow up. Like, no one cares really about how bad the booking is. You know what you're in for, and I just feel like the inclusion of Drillistico in particular, it just feels like an easy way to pad out the reign, maybe even keep Ricky Starks happy ahead of a contract, yeah? Got a spot for you. Is it physically impossible?
2: It is not.
3: Uh, I don't know why they do this, because I think they're all heels, but regardless,
2: maybe this even leads to the finish. Uh... Malachi Black goes to Mist Ricky Starks, who does his pose, that therefore avoids the Mist. Mist hits Drillistico. Malachi Black gets hoied out of there. Ricky Starks pins Drillistico.
3: Oh, what a Pat- Patterson tier finish.
2: That's right, mate. Yeah, she got me butter. I'm on a roll, baby. Yeah. Uh, Chris Atlander, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue for the TBS Championship. Is it going to be a completely awful night for the House of Black?
3: Um, Well, yes. Oh because um, World's End is in a month or so. Mm-hmm. We'll month in a bit, Six yeah, yeah. weeks. And Chris Statlander is from Long Island. Ah. So she will be defending the belt on that show. Bollocks, I should have thought that before I picked Julia. <laughs> Maybe this is the one that should open. I think Storm and Shida have a better chance of getting like interest in their match, irrespective of where it's placed. This feels like the one that will go after the the elite tag. Um, Why not start the show with it? Yeah. Uh, And
2: in terms of the main event, uh, it is, of course, MJF versus Jay White for the AEW World title. Who leaves as world
3: champion? MJF. As I said, like, they've signposted that he's got a million challenges beyond full gear. So much so that this feels like a formality. Um, And again, like, Jay White, for me, is a top guy put in that spot as really, really underperformed said this quite often gives me no pleasure I had really high hopes for him in AEW um he could be the best upper mid-carder in the promotion but he's certainly not a main event level guy these promos have just been oh boy um just not good not memorable not bad not, not just nothing he mm-hmm. says nothing realistically he doesn't do it in a particularly like doesn't carry himself in that way it's all very it just feels like he's a very 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 good mid-carder um Nonetheless, he's so good in that ring, so good that this should be like pretty damn great. Yeah. My worry is that Jay White takes, like you know, it takes 15 minutes just to warm up, right? So it'll be a pretty long, intricate, slow burn match. But to kind of do those matches effectively, you have to have the audience's investment from the very start. And after a long night, looking at this main event i think just like well it's not really no one's like foaming at the mouth in anticipation for it that combined with the fact that it's probably going to unfold in one certain way the big j white main event i think they'll really struggle for crowty until the last 15 minutes last 15 minutes this will be great oh absolutely it will be tremendous they're both great 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 professional wrestlers um and maybe this will be too cynical Revealed to be too cynical. But um, I I just think this will take a long time to catch fire. Uh, prior to that, of course,
2: we've got tonight. Let's run through the matches that we know uh, are taking place. Miro wants revenge on Daniel Garcia for dancing at his wife last week. And, yeah, he's a sort of proxy, I suppose, because he can't... Well, he doesn't want to be in trouble with CJ by beating up her new client, Andrade.
3: Yeah. Again, I don't find it very good. This seems like it's an easy way for Miro to win because Garcia's in this sort of arc that requires him to lose as much of, you know, he's still very, very young. That's what I keep telling myself. He's still very, very young, like maybe even a decade away from entering his true wrestler's prime. So it's fine Uh, for now. The match is interesting. Like, I think it'll be built around Garcia just trying to do a lot of submissions and failing and Miro powering out of them. Miro's very good at showing vulnerability, which he will, but uh, it's pretty cut and dried at this point. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's a fairly straightforward
2: victory for Miro in the end. But obviously, yeah, you want to showcase Daniel Garcia somewhat. Um, and maybe there's even a spot where you think, oh, he had a chance there. But he did his bloody dance, and you know, uh, Daddy Magic and pitch a fit or whatever. Oh
3: god! Oh no! Billy Robinson himself. <laughs> I am never doing this again. <laughs>
2: Not the podcast. The drinking. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dax the Axe oh, versus Roosh. I sense involvement from other
3: tag teams. They're yeah, probably going to feel like me after watching after wrestling this. Them too. <laughs> They are going to go so stupidly stiff. Yeah. And the best thing is as well, they're going to go so stupidly stiff is like the idea, even Dax has said, like it's going to be a hard-hanging affair. Um, love a, the, Each love a chop. And the best thing about it is that this match going to rule. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching it. It's that they're going to say, all right, let's hit each other really hard. Have kind of a nice brawl, like a nice real rugged technical brawl match. Like a hybrid of the two. Um... Is that like they're going to say, all right, let's chop each other. Okay. Like, don't, let, don't like sort of hold back. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go in there and work snug, brother, all the rest of it. When they actually in the process do it, they'll probably start hitting each other <laughs> harder than they'd intended to before the bell because it'll just fire them up. Like, this has got uh, sicko potential. This. Like, it could get really, really ugly. And by that, I mean awesome. Yeah. Who do you think wins? I don't know how many times today Hamptons were on the SmackDown review. Uh,
2: he was reasonably well behaved. This uh, no, no usual sort of three, four, five. Three five I've done not You've once. been very well behaved today. Uh, who do you think wins? Dax or okay, Ru-
3: okay. But I think Roosh wins. Yeah, you can't have him balance, balance out. Man. Yeah, in yeah. Marvel Fantasy booking, mm. uh, you can't. You know, have him lose too much in the scenario we've completely invented. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing where it's like this thing didn't
2: happen. I mean. I invented it, yeah,
3: yeah, but
2: it didn't happen. No, I'm, I'm grumpy.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, finally, uh, we've got the champs ahead of the paper teaming together, Hikari Shida and Chris Statlander versus the outcasts or what's left of them. Sorry, I've I've zoomed out. Soraya and Ruby Soho
3: versus uh, who? Uh,
2: Statlander and Shida. All right. Um, huh. Is this the end of the outcasts? Because it feels like it's just sort of petering out. Otherwise, they've
3: established that Sareya and Soho are like still together in air quotes, but there's dissension there. Mm. So pretty much it, I think it will be. Um Who cares? I'm really worried that on
2: this show, like you say, ahead of a show that I am also concerned they're going to say big, uh, big elite match, whether it be Hangman or, or, or the books or whatever, Uh put that probably uh, third from the end. Calm them down with a women's match main event time. Yeah, I am concerned that on the go home
3: collision prior to that, the big champ champ. Oh, go, I'd have to have a beer. Women's that's the only thing that's going to help me. At this see, it's going to kill me. I help. Yeah, me.
2: can't go on like this. The big, uh, but the big champ champ women's tag match prior to the pape is going to be overshadowed by a romance angle because that's what they said cost. Uh, Soho in a match with Velvet on Rampage last week yeah. with the cool Hanange thing that's bubbling under the surface on the show that no one watches. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I one no watches my Collision either. I, know, well, I like Collision. <laughs> that's all right. I've not completely lost faith in that show. She wasn't our. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is my concern that they think, I tell you, we can't have the two champions dominate uh, people who, you know, they're sort of, just drifting by at the moment. Like you say, the, the team can split off the back of a, you know, an absolute annihilation by Shida and Statlander, and instead they're like, what if so I had the chance to win, but then oh, some God. flowers get delivered
3: or some bollocks. I, I, are you asking us questions I don't care about? Maybe we should wrap it up. Okay. Uh, we'll
2: be back on Monday to review Full Gear, oh, boy,
3: though. Oh. Live on
2: our YouTube channel, so do join us for that one. Send all your good vibes to Michael Sidgwick on X at... He was leaning back on his chair, and it was such an effort to go. He's normally springing off.
3: M. am Sidgwick.
2: You can follow me at Adam. We'll follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. SmackDown Preview is available right now, and Wrestling Culture is coming your way later on today. But for now, this has been the AW Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and We'll see you soon.